I don't believe in God. I know God. I love me some Jesus. You're doing too much. That's crazy. <laughs> That's on the next episode. It's the moon reading. I rock with you, Yaya. It's all love. They better listen to this advice. We good. You crazy, girl. This is what this show is about, all right? We With keep the it real. real and real talk. The God and God talk. And that's a wrap. Today is Tuesday, November 6th, and you're listening to Real Talk on God Talk, a podcast for people who skip church for brunch on Sundays. Hey, Truth. Hey, Yaya. So what's up? How's your spirit? My spirit is good. Chilling. I'm actually excited for this week. Looking forward to everything that's going to happen. I... I am. I'm actually in a good space. That's I have good. a lot of hope for I November sixth. Right? <laughs> <laughs> gotta keep. How are you doing, girl? How am I doing? Um, I am feeling connected. Mm, like, that's good. I'm really seeing my big picture goals and how it's connecting with my day to day, and so I'm really going with the flow. Feeling good right now. I dig it. I yes, dig it. Yes. Okay. So, uh, before we get started on the rundown for this week. We wanted to thank everyone who listened and responded to last week's episodes. Sit down, be humble. Shout out to those of you who shared your humble brags with us on Instagram. Especially Black Femme Creative, who actually hosts a podcast of her own of the same title, who wrote, I went back to school and got my master's, even though I hate school. I didn't drop out, so I'm proud. Yes, girl. Toot toot. Right? Go ahead and toot your own Mm -hmm. horn. You deserve it. Absolutely. So, okay. Last week's episode was cool and all, yeah, yeah. But let's get things started with a rundown of what to expect on this episode. It's election day, so y'all make sure to go out and vote. Vote, 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 vote. (laughs) And in honor of the occasion for our God in the World segment, we'll talk about the ways in which we use the ballot to not only express our political views, but also our religious and moral views as well. It's the first episode of November, so it's officially cuffing season. The culture has dictated that tis the season to cuddle up with a pumpkin spice latte and Mr. or Mrs. Right Now. But for the single Christian, finding the right boo or even deciding whether or not to look for a boo at all can get complicated. So the Real Talk on God Talk question of this week is, to cuff or not to cuff? That is the question. Basically, what does cuffing season look like if you're a Christian, single, and ready to mingle? Then we'll see what's going on in keeping time with Yaya. And last, we'll talk about how to get closer in your relationship with God in our community pastoral care segment. It's election day, and if there was ever a time we needed to talk about God in the world, it's today. All right? The polls are open until 9 p.m., so make sure you go and vote. Remember that you have the right to vote if you are inside your polling place no later than 9 p.m. today. And remember to turn your ballot over as there are ballot proposals on the back that you have to vote for. Okay? In any election, remember you have a right to be assisted by a trained poll worker. There are interpreters at the poll. If you have any questions about which polling sites have interpreters and what languages, call 866-VOTE-NYC. If this is your first time voting, make sure you bring an ID. Acceptable forms of identification include a valid photo ID, a current utility bill, bank statement, government check or paycheck, or government document that shows name and address. 
Either way, whether it's your first time voting or not, bring your ID just in case. Remember that you cannot be turned away from voting. And again, if you have any questions, call that number, 866-VOTES-NYC. So November, now that we're past Halloween, it's a short hop, skip, and jump to Thanksgiving and Christmas, which is known as... Cuffing season in these here parts, okay? The weather is getting cooler, and no one really wants to leave the house. So what better way to spend the darker days in winter than Netflix and chilling together? For those of you who don't know what cuffing is... School them, school them. Right? According to the Urban Dictionary, it's that time during the fall and winter months when people who would normally rather be single or promiscuous find themselves, along with the rest of the world, desiring to be cuffed or tied down by a serious relationship. The cold weather and prolonged indoor activity causes singles to become lonely and desperate to be cuffed, paired, or otherwise boot up. (laughs) The sudden onset of the urge for singles to pair as the weather gets colder can get complicated when you add being a Christian into the mix. Which leads us to the very important real talk question of the week. To cuff or not to cuff? That is indeed the question, yeah, yeah. According to the Real Talk on God Talk Insta poll, when asked if y'all are going to be participating in cuffing season... 33% 33% said yes, and 67% said no. <laughs> Lies. Right? <laughs> that has been determined a lie. Exactly. Y'all say y'all not cuffing until the right person come along. Like, hey, boo. <laughs> All of a sudden, right. But okay, we'll go with that answer for now. Right, just for now. We're going to check after cuffing season, okay? I'm going right. to be seeing who's in a relationship. <laughs> right, who all of a sudden got Valentine's Day balloons and whatnot. Right. right. So, anyway, um, we all know that we could probably do an entire series on all the issues that come with dating and the church and all that. But for the sake of keeping it short and sweet, we're going to do speed rounds this episode. Uh, Truth and I will present factors to consider when it comes to finding the right cold weather companion. And we'll have about five minutes each round to duke it out. So when you hear the bell, that means the round is over and it's on to the next. corner is Yaya. She's five one and a half. We're not going to talk about her weight right now and a whole lot of trouble coming in for the anti-cuffing coalition. And in your right corner, you got truth. She's five one. Voting B.I.G. First things first, I'll pop up. Freak all the honeys. All for cuffing season. Okay, freaking all the honeys, truth. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so you're single and in the church. Modern dating with the tenders, the grinders, and sliding into people's DMs gives singles a lot of options. But often we're told singles ministry is the way to go. What do you think about going to church to find Bay, Yaya? I mean, think about it. Think about it. Let me, let me think about <laughs> it. I see you. Think about it. <laughs> Like-minded people. Right, often find morals, particularly sexual morals, similar. And if they're already in the church, they have like similar values. So why can't we go to church to find Bay? Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> clearly I have a whole dissertation ready for I this. I wish y'all would have seen her face. <laughs> so I mean, I think that finding 
a companion in church can be a good thing because you're right. You know, you both are into God, mm-hmm. into your spiritual selves. You know, you find somebody to walk the path with you. That's cool. But on the flip side, I feel like it's one thing to find Bay at church. It's a whole other thing to go to church for the sole purpose of looking for a date. Like, that's kind of <laughs> cheesy, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you shouldn't just go to church to find Bay. Like, your reason for going to church is, you know, your relationship with God, community. You, it can never... Your sole purpose cannot be, I'm going to go to church to specifically found Bay. That's crazy. A lot of people are like that, though. Oh, hell no. That's why singles ministry is so prevalent. Mm-hmm. But there is a downside to that as well. If people go to church with this mentality of, I'm going to find Bay in the church, because often it is assumed that their perfect partner will be at church. And I feel like it kind of taints the possibilities of the relationship if someone's going in with like I'm going specifically here to find Bay and I'm going to come out of here married and you know mm-hmm. yeah I mean it can be a lot of pressure mm-hmm. you know going to church with the sole objective of finding a partner it's like you know your main objective should be God community you know focused on growing your spiritual self not necessarily like looking at every single person you come into contact with as a potential partner like that that really like defeats the purpose to me mm-hmm. and I feel like so with the whole singles ministry thing right. it's like for me I would think that that's to develop your spiritual self with like-minded people who are like in the same social circle as you not necessarily to find a partner right mm-hmm. you know like I feel like a, there's a difference my my sorority sister is kind of going through it right now she moved to a new city mm-hmm. she's heavily involved with the church okay. so everyone's like okay get involved with the singles ministry but she goes to the singles ministry and they are like pushing her to find a husband like uh... every conversation is about finding a husband, finding her Boaz. Oh, oh like, God. Yes. And it's just like, she's like, I just want to find somebody to like go hiking with or something. Right. Not right. necessarily looking for a husband. Right, okay. right. So for those of you who are not familiar with the story of Ruth and Boaz in the Bible, long story short, Boaz was a wealthy landowner who saw Ruth doing her thing, uh, picking grains or whatever you do with grains in the field. And he basically wifed her up. And so you're finding your Boaz, quote unquote, is like shorthand for finding the man of your dreams who's going to swoop in and save you. And uh, yeah, so that can be a little problematic in and of itself. But that's what we mean by finding Especially because she's, one, she's in a new city. So to even add that pressure of, like, you got to get married is, like, she's just learning the new city first. <laughs> like, but I agree. There's many ministries where it's pushed on you, like, while you are waiting for your Boaz. <laughs> like, you, you'll you be in service, but because I've, I've heard it this way, because you are in service and you're serving the Lord and you're being faithful to the Lord, then God will bless you with your Boaz. And I think that that's a very dangerous Thing to get into as well because then it feels like people are like only serving God so God can provide them a husband or a wife or a partner you know it's like prosperity gospel for dating <laughs> right exactly right. that's exactly what it is so yeah it's so there I can understand of someone 
entering a singles ministry because they are going to find like-minded people there. But I agree with you in that it should be to sharpen each other, mm-hmm. not so much to, that's a potential bay, that's not a potential bay. Right. Like, like, yeah, I could see them as a future husband. I can't see her as a future wife. You know, I think when you get into that, you completely miss the concept of what a singles ministry should be. And it really should be to like get to know one each other and, and to help each other, especially if you're in a context where, uh, let's say, people are practicing to wait for marriage. Right, waiting have waiting to have sex. Ooh, the sexy right. time. Exactly. <laughs> like if they're waiting for that until they get married, if they're in an environment where people have the same like value, then it, it's easier for them to to handle that or to be open to talk about like the struggles mm-hmm. that they have with people who know what they're going through as well. Mm-hmm. So I feel like those spaces are nice to have, but yeah, I'm not about the going to church to get a bag. <laughs> Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, with the singles ministry thing, especially talking to my sorority sister about it, like, we went in on it for, like, a whole hour. I think it kind of, like, especially for women, it can send the wrong message. Absolutely. Like, where, like, you're only valuable yes. to this church community if you're paired. Girl, and, like, preach. you're forced to be segregated from the married peoples. Like, right. why can't we all go on this path together? Like, mm-hmm. is there something inherently wrong with me if I'm not right. yet paired? Or even if I don't want to be paired right because there is that thing of how about if you're not ready to get married or like some people who don't want to get married there's just not not for them for whatever reason they just don't see themselves getting married but having that pressure of like yeah your sole mission in this ministry is to leave the singles ministry married (laughs) that yeah that's a little oldie (laughs) okay round two so often dating in the church seems to be really focused on marriage, as you can see from our round one conversation. Um, how do you feel about dating for marriage versus dating for companionship? Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I've heard many people say that they are dating with the sole purpose to get married. And I feel like that's problematic in itself. Because it can really taint the experience that you're having with the other person. Because one, how do you bring that up? Like, like how do you bring like I'm dating you because like I'm gonna marry you? You know, that's not a first date conversation. <laughs> you know what I mean? But is it not? <laughs> well, for some people, it could be right. But then we get into what is dating for you? Okay, okay. so there's dating where you're gonna date multiple people. Right. And everybody's mm-hmm. just dating and we're going to see where it goes. And then there's also people who want to date one specific person, see how it goes. And if it works out, great. And if it doesn't, then they can move on to the next person. Mm-hmm. So there's just so many layers, layers yeah. to this is, you know, if you're dating just for marriage, there's so many things that can get in the way of you actually getting to know this person, because then do you have a timeline as to when you should be married? Mm -hmm. And then if you have a timeline, that adds in a whole bunch of other just complicated things that maybe the other person is completely unaware of or maybe that person isn't dating for marriage. Like, maybe they are just dating to date. I feel like... So I'm hesitant to say, like, for a Christian person. So I'll just say for a person that is either in tune with God or in tune Mm -hmm. with their spirit. Yeah. I think that... 
it's okay to date for marriage or to date for companionship as long as you're being truthful right. to yourself and to that other person as to what your intentions are. Right. Like, I feel like if you enter a situation and you you know that one of your life goals is to be married. Right. Is, is to pair off in that way. Then, I mean, on the first date, you don't have to be like, hello, my name is Yaya. <laughs> I'm going to marry you. Right, exactly. You know, that's a little creepy. But I do think that as your conversations get progressively more serious, it would be good for you to bring that up, you Mm -hmm. know, just so that you're clear you're on the same, you know, path. And on the flip side, if you're just dating for companionship, then it's important that you're intentional as to what type of companionship you're talking about. Are you talking about... You and I play Scrabble and go for walks every weekend. <laughs> Are you saying that we're, you know, getting freak code? Right. And, <laughs> right. Like, you that 3 a.m. call? Right. This is just strictly a sexual thing. Right. Are you saying that, you know... You are friends and you, you know, you've clearly defined, you know, the terms of your friendship and you're okay with this person being friends with other people and this person's okay with you being friends with other people. Right. Like, I think ultimately you have to tell the truth to protect your spirit, protect yourself, protect your body. Like, you know... You just have to be truthful with yourself and with the other person. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. And I think that's often the problem that people run into. And that's when games start to be played. And this is where it gets dangerous because one person is in it assuming one thing and the other person is in it with a totally different intention. So I think, yes, absolutely. Like you said, yeah, yeah. Be clear on what you want, what you expect, and know, first of all, what it is that you want. Don't just be out here saying (laughs) (laughs) you want to get married when you really don't, okay? And if you just want to date, then be honest with the person that there's no need to waste anybody's time. Because ultimately, that's what we're doing if nobody is clear. You're just, everybody's wasting time, and then feelings get hurt, and then we got a bunch of sad people walking around, and we don't want that. (laughs) We want people to be happy. (laughs) And I mean, I think it also kind of depends on where you're at in your life. Right. And this, you know, if... And I'm always one to really say if marriage is something you want. Because I feel like so often it's just common that people assume, like, everything's given. So when you're going to get married? Right. So when you're going to have kids? Like, what if that's not what I want to do, mm-hmm. you know? But that's clearly my own personal dramas <laughs> coming out right now. <laughs> but anyway, so I just think it depends on where you're at in life. Right. Like, if you know you do want to get married, but that's some f- time in the distance, yeah. then I think it's completely fine to say, you know, for right now, I want companionship. Right. And, you know, that's what I'm going to do. But as you get older, not for nothing, you know, mm-hmm. it, as you as you approach the later years of your life, whatever that means for you, don't play yourself and talk about your dating <laughs> for companionship when you know you want to get married. Right. Like, exactly. Yeah, you'll be completely be real with yourself. yourself. Right. <laughs> So it's cuffing season, huh? Let's talk about sex, baby. (laughs) All this cold weather and warm body, it's only natural to have sex on the brain. 
But as Christians, right, we often face messages which promote that outside of a heterosexual married relationship, celibacy is the only answer, right? Mm. We'll talk more about sex in the church during our Valentine's Day episode in February. Ooh, I'm excited! Right? <laughs> but for now, let's talk specifically about casual sex and hookup culture as young Christians. So, yeah, yeah. Let's say, like, your body that God gave you, you have stewardship over it, right? You have to treat it well and do what you know is right, especially in terms of sexual health. So this is a, a big thing in our, like, hookup culture, where a lot of the hookup is, of course, just casual. And then we have all these apps out there that are just ready for you to, like, get freaky <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> one night and never see the person again. Or if you do, it's it's for the most part not for a long-term relationship is just for that just like casual sex um what do you think about casual sex during cuffing season well i think that as christians as spiritual people as mm -hmm. moral people i think it's important to not dehumanize mm -hmm. the person that we are intimate with. And that's intimate in any way, sexual, right, relationship-wise. It's like, am I entering, I ask myself, and, you know, this is something you can ask yourself as well. Am I entering into this relationship, like, as a transaction? Am I going to this person, calling them at 3 o'clock in the morning mm -hmm. for them to please me sexually and mm -hmm. I'm not particularly concerned with what I'm giving right. to, you know, the relationship? Am I using this person? Are they, like, a jump off? Am I using, right. like, crazy terms to describe them? Like, am I treating them like a person that's worth dignity right. that I want to give a part of my body and myself to and take a part of their bodies and themselves? Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's kind of, like, the thing for me. Like, you made a really good point, Truth, about you know, having stewardship over your body right. and one, taking care of it, getting yourself checked out, making right. sure you, you know, you have Absolutely. no STIs. And if no you do, you're taking care of them, right? right. You know, your mm -hmm. HIV status, you know, take care of yourself. Um, but also even on top of like the straight up sex stuff, mm -hmm. how are you relating to this person? And right. are you doing it in a way that is okay with you more? Right. 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 And also I think I've seen at least the, the issue with, casual sex when both parties aren't aware of that this is casual sex. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. You know? <laughs> it's like, I thought we was cool. Right, but... I thought you was my boo and the other person like, no, we's not. So the problem with casual sex is that it's often one person who is doing it or continues to do it thinking that they're going to change the other person's mm. behavior. And that is super tricky. And, like, that is not a good space for anyone to work in because you you won't be able to change anybody's mind. Like, that's it. Mm. <laughs> and so when one person continues in that cycle thinking that they will change the other person, they end up really just hurting themselves even more and the other person is completely oblivious to it. <laughs> <laughs> and so then this is where you get like, well, you did this to me, you did that. And the other person's like, well, I thought we were just doing this. Where did all this extra come in? And so in being clear, and this goes back to like what we were saying in round two, in being clear with the expectations of like ourselves and what we expect in others, we can actually avoid all of this. And we can just say, this is what I'm looking for. And if that person is not willing to give it to you, mm -hmm. one, they need to be sure in themselves to say that and to walk away, mm -hmm. you know, and then 
like Urban Dictionary talks about it as desperation and loneliness. I know, like, is, <laughs> yeah. Desperation. Right? And so I can agree to a certain extent that there is some type of void. I, I, I don't know if I would say desperation and loneliness because I don't think that's it all the time. Mm-hmm. But it could be some type of void that is there and casual sex shouldn't be used to fill that void mm. because it, it will often leave you in an even worse place. It's like if you're depressed, you really probably should not drink alcohol right. because you're going to keep going in, in, in a certain. So it's just like behavior that you shouldn't engage in when you are already in a bad space. Mm-hmm. So if you're like lonely, being around, you know, a bunch of people isn't going to make you less lonely because you can be in a crowded room and still feel lonely. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that you are so right. And with casual sex, especially in this culture of using apps, you got the Tinders, the Grinders, mm. the Christian Mingles, yeah. you know, <laughs> you have all these apps that can give you casual sex on command. Yeah. It really desensitizes you and well, it can desensitize you if you're not intentional. Right. And it can make it so that you don't have to express exactly what you're looking for or even yeah. be in touch with what type of connection you're looking for. And so when it comes to the casual sex, a lot of times, you know, you're yearning for something and it might not be sex, you know? Right. Sex might be the easiest way in our society to Mm -hmm. kind of express that, but you might be yearning for sensuality. Right. You know, you might be yearning for intimate connection. And if you can get those other things besides sex... You know, sex is one good way to get it sometimes, but a lot of times casual sex just ain't that casual. Mm -hmm. To keep the conversation going, tell us what you think by following us on Instagram or Twitter at Real Talk on God Talk. Today is Tuesday, November 6th, and you're listening to Keeping Time with Yaya. Today is election day, y'all. That is the number one thing going on, so make sure you get out and vote. On that note, it's the moon reading. Tomorrow, November 7th, is the first new moon of Scorpio season. Hey, my fellow Scorpios out there, what's going on? Um, But regardless of your zodiac sign, it's a good time to go inwards right now and really connect with yourself and your intentions on the grander scale of your life. It's the perfect time to pick up a citrine crystal. Citrine is really good for heightened mental power and helps with focus. According to thehealingchest.com, citrine activates both mind and body. It brings happiness, joy, and positivity into life by eliminating negative energies and vibes. Citrine is one of the only crystals that doesn't accumulate or hold negative energy. In fact, it transforms negative energy into positive energy. Now is a good time to pay attention to the way that God speaks to you through circumstances that seem like coincidences. At the time of the new moon, notice the synchronicities in life, the images, words, or signs that you happen to see everywhere. They're messages. Follow them and give thanks. Thank you, Yaya. Always making sure we live right around here with the moon <laughs> reading. <laughs> All right, so now let's move on to our community pastoral care. We've all got issues, right? We know this. (laughs) So one of our listeners sent us this. Yaya and truth. I'm struggling with identifying my relationship with God, trying to actually determine if I even really have one. 
It feels insincere sometimes when I find myself in stressful moments and periods of despair that I pray for guidance without truly knowing if I believe that there is something or someone who even hears me. What should I do? Well, listener, it's not insincere at all. You know, a lot of times life can really come at you fast. And if you can't turn to God, who can you turn to? Um, And so I'm going to keep it really simple. Matthew 7, 7 says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. And so it's not your job to know that there's a God or to be able to just clearly identify your relationship with God, you know, right off the gate. However, it is your job to follow the yearning of your heart. Often that's how God speaks to you. That's how God makes his or her or its presence known to you. And so if you feel a yearning to know more, to to experience more, to feel closer to God, the divine presence, follow that. You know, one of the wisest things I heard recently is if you don't know how to pray, often it's enough to pray to know how to pray. And so if what you are looking for is a closer connection to God, follow that. Read spiritual books. You know, you're listening to Real Talk on God Talk. Open the Bible and just see what you find. Maybe the Bible's not telling you anything. Open another text. Read the Quran. Read the Torah. You know, don't read a text at all. Meditate and see if you get any messages. But putting your attention towards something, it will grow. And so if something in you outside of times of despair is making you wonder about God... Follow that, and you never know where it will lead you. So we're praying for you, listener. Yes, we are. And just remember, it's okay if you don't know. And remember that where you are in your journey, that is where you are in your journey, and you have to be gentle with yourself. Mm -hmm. And don't worry. Things will be revealed. Just keep yourself open to it. And like Yaya said, keep pressing through. Try new things. And... Be open to what the divine has to tell you. Thank you so much for listening to Real Talk on God Talk, a podcast for people who skip church for brunch on Sundays. Keep the conversation going. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, Real Talk on God Talk. And tell a friend, when this episode drops, share this with your social networks, tag us on it, and you never know, we might retweet you we might repost you might shout you out on the next episode right tell a friend in real life too right tell a friend in real life and who knows we might invite you up to be on the show you see all the shenanigans (laughs) making stuff up (laughs) no but seriously we thank you for all the people who have shared and keep on keeping on yes thank you we are here because of your support and we want to make sure we are here for many, many more episodes, giving you the real talk on God Talk. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Peace. Peace. <laughs> I don't believe in God. I know God. I love me some Jesus. <laughs> Too much. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's on the next episode. It's the moon reading. I rock with you, Yaya. It's all love. They better listen to this advice. We good. You crazy, girl. This is what this show is about, all right? We but keep the it real. real and real talk. The God in God talk. And that's a wrap.